0: The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista.
1: Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast where we share your news on your schedule.
0: Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. And good morning, Kern County. It is 5 a.m. on this Friday morning. I'm Alex Fisher alongside Chris Burton. A lot of kids waking up this morning excited to go to school because it is the last day of school before winter break. It's also hard to believe Christmas Eve, one week from today. One week away. I looked at my calendar
2: this morning and hard I just to couldn't believe. believe it. I also, you know, I remember those days waking up in the bed and oh, it was so exciting. In the air. Yeah. And it's like, oh,
0: break I know. It's so exciting. So I know a lot of kids are looking forward to that. So are the teachers. This morning, local school districts say they are aware of a post on social media threatening possible violence at schools across the country today. In a letter addressed to parents, the Kern High School District said while the threat does not target any KHSD schools, district police and local law enforcement are still looking into it. Other local districts also reached out to parents yesterday, saying they too are aware of a threat made on TikTok against, quote, every school in the USA. While school officials say they do not believe the threats are credible, they are closely monitoring the situation and taking it seriously. Schools in several states say there will be an increased police presence on their campuses today. This is the last day of school for students before the winter break, and most schools in Kern County are on a minimum day schedule.
2: A person was killed in Wasco yesterday when a train slammed into their car. It happened in the area of G and 6th Streets just before 9.40 yesterday morning. BNSF officials say the car was stopped on the tracks for an unknown reason. When KCSO deputies arrived, the car was engulfed in flames. The victim's identity has not yet been
0: released as of this morning. From our 17 follow up file this morning, a Bakersfield doctor has agreed to surrender his medical license effective at the end of the year after being accused of negligence in the death of a pregnant Bakersfield woman. The state medical board says Dr. Arthur Park signed an agreement earlier this month to surrender his license on December 30th and understands he will no longer be permitted to practice as a physician or surgeon here in California. In 2019, Park treated Demi Dominguez, who was 23 years old at the time, at Mercy Southwest Hospital for swelling and elevated blood pressure. A wrongful death lawsuit claims Dominguez was released the next day with instructions to take medication and monitor her blood pressure at home. Dominguez visited another doctor, Hans C. on April 17th. Yu is also included in this lawsuit. Dominguez was brought back to the hospital just days later after her fiancé awoke to find her having a seizure. She died and her baby was delivered by C-section, but also died. We spoke to her family yesterday about this new development. Her mother saying Park's punishment is not severe enough.
2: I feel like the attorney general lied to me, uh, lied to my family, lied to the Ortiz family, two years ago and told them the same thing they told me that they were going to go to court and they were going to have their day to stop this dangerous doctor.
0: The next hearing in this lawsuit is scheduled for May 17th. Remi- or Andy Bakersfield doctor who surrendered his license following accusations of sexual misconduct with patients has had his license restored. Dr. Zachary Cosgrove pleaded no contest in 2007 to a misdemeanor charge of attempting to dissuade a witness. Police say he engaged in consensual sex with three patients in 2002, but several encounters turned violent. Cosgrove surrendered his license, but it has since been restored.
2: In your 17th Court Watch this morning, a 33-year-old Mexican citizen pleaded guilty on Tuesday to possessing with the intent to distribute fentanyl. According to our court documents, on April 7th, Jesus Adrian Peña-Gámez of Mexico and his co-defendant, Carlos Ivan Campana, met a person in the parking lot of a Bakersfield restaurant to sell 15,000 counterfeit M30 pills containing fentanyl. Peña-Gámez and Campana were arrested and officers recovered approximately three pounds of pills containing a detectable amount of fentanyl from Peña-Gámez's vehicle. Peña Gámez faces a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison, a maximum term of life in prison, along with a $10 million fine. Campana's next court appearance is
0: set for March 9th. The Kern County Sheriff's Office needs your help to find a man who has not been seen or heard from in six months. Joe Gonzalez last spoke to his family in June. KCSO says Gonzalez was last seen on Eucalyptus Drive near Fairfax Road in East Bakersfield. Anyone with information on his whereabouts is asked to call the Sheriff's Office at 861-3110 or the Kern County Secret Witness Line at 322-4040.
2: Now to Kern's sober reality with Bakersfield Police Department conducting a DUI and driver's license checkpoint tomorrow night at an undisclosed location. BPD says the checkpoint will be set up between 6 p.m. and 2 a.m. Officers will check for signs of alcohol or drug impairment and proper licensing. According to BPD, research shows well-publicized and proactive DUI patrols can reduce alcohol or drug-related crashes by up to 20 percent. The CHP Bakersfield office also announced it's planning to hold a similar checkpoint tonight between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. in an undisclosed area of unincorporated Kern County.
0: Hello, this is Tim Callahan with Clinica Sierra Vista, and we're excited to unveil the Community Health Center of the Future, our comprehensive care center. It's located right across the street from Memorial Hospital. We have every service under one roof, from family medicine, OBGYN care, dental services for adults and children, behavioral health, and much more. So find your way to better care at Clinica Sierra Vista this year at our comprehensive care center. Visit our website, ClinicaSierraVista.org, for the latest on this project. We'll see you soon.
2: One year ago today, the first COVID vaccines were administered in Kern County. After a turbulent 12 months, the first man to roll up his sleeve says he'd do it again 10 million times. On December 17th, 2020, Dr. Arash Hedary saw the light at the end of the tunnel. It was a rush of joy, in fact, not because I'm the first person who's getting it. It's just, to me, it was the beginning of the end of a nightmare. Hideri hey was the first person in Kern to receive a COVID vaccine. Sitting in the chair with his sleeve rolled up, he felt joy and pride and conviction. I had a belief in this uh, vaccination effic- efficacy, and that's why I wanted to be the first person before I start recommending to the other people. For Hideri, hey hope was on the horizon. But as we know now, the pandemic wasn't wrapped up with a tidy bow. The new year brought a surge in cases and deaths. Between the administration of those first vaccines and the opening of vaccines to the general population, Kern County lost nearly 1,000 people to the virus. People like Nina Martin, who realized too late that the shot could have saved her. Should have definitely got that vaccine.
1: Don't let that cause your death. Don't let that cause the death of one of your loved
2: ones. Now, with winter and the Omicron variant looming, public health officials urge vaccination above all. It's crucial, they say, to preventing Omicron, or whatever comes next, from wreaking havoc.
1: Getting vaccinated is going to be the key to stopping further mutations of this disease and further variants from emerging.
2: Vaccination rates in Kern are at their highest since vaccines became widely available, according to Kerrigan. Still, our county lags behind the rest of the state, with just under half the population considered fully vaccinated. There's a free flu and COVID-19 vaccine clinic happening in Tehachapi tomorrow. It's being held at the Slice of Life Enrichment School on West Valley Boulevard, Suite A, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. No appointment is necessary, and coffee and hot chocolate will be provided by Kamen's Cafe. Here locally, Kern Public Health reported 126 new COVID cases yesterday and 8 new deaths. That brings our death toll from COVID-19 to 1,888. State data shows 127 people are currently in the hospital with more severe symptoms of the virus, and 36 more are fighting for their lives in the ICU. And just a reminder that a new statewide mask mandate is in effect. Masks must be worn at all indoor locations, regardless of vaccination status. The mandate will remain in place until January 15th.
0: 537 is our time now in 17 News is your local election headquarters, and we continue to monitor the once a decade process Of redistricting. California's independent committee still has nothing solidified and a very fast approaching deadline. 17's Maddie Gannon with more on the frantic week for the California Redistricting Committee as it seeks to finalize Central Valley maps.
1: In the process of redrawing California's congressional and state legislative boundaries, the 14 members of the Citizens Redistricting Committee are held to six very specific guidelines, but it's one criteria that seems to garner the most attention. So we're preserving and respecting that Voting Rights Act district to ensure that the minorities do have a chance to elect representative of their choice. A decades-old law, the Voting Rights Act seeks to protect democratic process from racial discrimination. The CRC commissioner says that's why you see big differences in demographics from one Central Valley district to another. For instance, the proposed district likely to be represented by Kevin McCarthy is overwhelmingly white. The two districts sharing its border are majority Latino. Republican analysts said that is why Kern County is broken up and put in districts with Fresno. If you look at these maps, you probably say, wow, that looks like a gerrymander and they're supposed to be drawn by a commission and be fair. But perhaps unsurprisingly, this is an issue that seems to divide straight down the political aisle.
2: And the Central Valley is diversifying, and so with that, the lines are just getting drawn um, in order to give people adequate representation.
1: And the Dolores Huerta Foundation, a group that has been active in all levels of Central Valley redistricting, says that is reflected in the commission's latest maps. The draft maps and the iterations of those maps that we've seen at the state level, they align a whole lot more closely with what the census data states which is that the Central Valley has all 11 Central Valley counties have over 50% uh, constitutionally protected classes.
0: That was 17's Maddie Gannon reporting. The commission has one week to finalize all maps.
2: The annual Christmas parade returned to Delano last night. Norma and Jose Gaspar from our sister station, Telemundo Valley Central, emceed the parade, which began on Main Street. The parade was going to be held on December 9th, but was pushed back a few days due to the rain in the forecast. The parade was canceled in 2020 due to COVID. A favorite. Police department
1: with Davis as chief of police who was sworn in.
0: those are just some of the sounds from the Delano Christmas Parade last night. Well, a favorite holiday tradition in Southwest Bakersfield is back this year. Last night was opening night for Dustin's Diner. In 1993, brothers Dustin and David Kilpatrick started selling hot chocolate and baked goods to families touring the Hagen Oaks neighborhood to view the Christmas lights and decor. Every dollar raised is donated to the to the Bakersfield Homeless Center. The Kilpatricks have since moved, but volunteers work hard to keep the diner going.
1: We've seen kids grow up and go to college and, and, um, and then a new, new crop come through and, and help out. Um, it is a wonderful tradition in our neighborhood and we see folks year after year. I'm so glad we can be back this year.
0: Since its inception, nearly $300,000 has been donated to the homeless shelter. Dustin's Diner runs every night through December 23rd and it opens at 6 p.m. It is located just go up Hagen Oaks Boulevard and you will definitely see it. It is near the marketplace. I was actually there last night, uh, touring the Hagen Oaks neighborhood and they have a lot of lights as they always do. Uh, But Dustin's Diner is always a hit and it was always great to see people hanging out and enjoying the the bright lights. Really good to stop by. Yeah, for sure. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at sunrise.
1: The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nextstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.